Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Moving Right Along, a Muppet movie podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. It's the podcast where we watch The Muppets Take Manhattan two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Anthony Strand. And I'm your other host, Ryan Rowe. And joining us today, we have one of our dearest friends. Who is it? Uh, Jessica Evans. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Jessica Evans from the Tough Pigs Forum. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what a thrill. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. <laughs> All right. And, and Jess is here to talk with us today about minutes 47 and 48 of the Muppet Take Manhattan. In these minutes, Piggy chases after a mugger and eventually catches up to him. Uh, and honestly, that's kind of it. That like, is what happens. That is <laughs> that's all. Succinct, that's all. Yeah, a concise description of what happens here. So, um, a, like over a minute of this clip is literally just cutting back and forth between the mugger is running away and Piggy is chasing after him. Um, so we'll, we'll get into some more specific details, but first, I want to talk about the mugger himself. Um, the first thing we see is this guy running off. He's played by a fellow named Gary Tacon. T A C O N. I looked this guy up. He's mostly been a stunt performer. Yeah, his, I guess that's not too list. surprising given how physical this scene is. Yeah. Right, right. Um, but he, what I thought was interesting is he worked as a stuntman like many times for Alec Baldwin hmm. and also once for Stephen Baldwin in the Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas. Yeah, I saw that in his credits. That's fun. <laughs> so he's he's like the go-to Baldwin stunt double guy. And he doesn't look that much like them, does he? I didn't think he looked like him. I like, mean, I, I can see how, you know, younger, more fit Alec, but like, you know, you know, like you, I know he did like the shadow. I can see how you put this guy in a suit, shoot him from behind, style his hair to look like Alec Baldwin. Right. Sure. With stunt doubles, you, know? you, you shoot him from a distance and you, you know, you dress them the same and style them the same, the same and kind of hope nobody notices or thinks about it. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and, and that Baldwin connection must've been strong. He was also in an episode of 30 Rock. Uh, what did he playing- do? He was playing the role of crazy homeless guy in the episode Cleveland, where Liz goes to Cleveland with with Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. Do you think that uh, uh, that Alec Baldwin got him that part? You know, I sure hope so. He was I hope like, that it was oh, like, wait a minute, I know just who to get. It's, it's the guy that's who. That's what happens after you mug somebody in Central Park and get arrested. It's a, it's it's the natural transmission. So you, so you think it's the same character? Like like that's him thirty years oh. later, twenty years later. Now yeah. he never yeah. he never got back on his feet. Nope. Right. Um. As, as far as I can tell, though, he's still working. He did stunts in the Doctor Strange movie in 2016, which is that's 32 years after this movie. Yeah, he's still like, at it. Which must be it must be hard to do stunts as you get older. Yeah, I would sure think so. There's you know, a sports would... reference there. I can't quite pull it out. Isn't that one everybody likes? Um. Tom Brady isn't he like old for what he does, and that's why yeah, he but it. yeah, but Tom Brady is forty three years old. That's like, old for football, right? But I'm saying like this guy must be in his sixties, you know? Like this my, this movie is thirty six years old, yeah. and, and the Doctor Strange movie is four years old. <laughs> like, oh yeah, true. You know what I mean? Like it's decades and decades <laughs> later. Like dog years. It's that's the equivalent in football years. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> Um, but anyways, yeah. So, the, so that's the guy, Gary Takon, Takon, Taken. I don't know how you say him. I was thinking Taken because it looks like bacon. It does look like bacon. And because he's and... in the purse. He's taking it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And something about Liam Neeson. 
Also, well, right? I, I don't know um, if, if you were going to move on, but I wanted to, uh, speaking of taking the purse, I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about crime in New York City around this time. Please. I think we've mentioned that New York was a more dangerous place when this movie was shot and when it came out than it is now. Uh, so I did a relatively lazy Google search and found some stuff. Uh, in 1984, there were... 488,621 cases of larceny theft per 100,000 people reported in New York City. In what year? Remind me. 1984, when this movie was released. Uh, As far as I can tell, larceny theft would be the category that this, uh, you know, the theft of Percy's Percy's pig, (laughs) the theft of Piggy's purse would fall under. Um, So that was 1984. He's not going to like that, Ryan. (laughs) What? She's not going to like being called Percy's pig. <laughs> oh, no. I don't let Piggy hear this. Uh, no. And then, in, but in 2019, there were 226,851 cases of larceny theft reported per 100,000 people, which is actually still more than I expected, but it's less than half of what it was in 84. So it's, uh, it, Central Park would be a safer place for, for Piggy to be strolling around with her purse today. And that's because Piggy cleaned up the streets, man. That's true. What people heard about, yeah, there's a there's a wild pig out there beating people up. So, and, <laughs> a wild pig. <laughs> yeah, she's she's wearing a suit jacket. But, she's not that wild. But she spends most of these two minutes screaming. So that's true. That's true. Uh, and those numbers that I just cited came from a website called DisasterCenter.com which cites the FBI Uniform Crime Reporting Annual Crime Reports. So thank you to all of those people. Wow, the FBI Uniform Crime Reporting Annual Reports. <laughs> yes. I, I, I remember getting that out of the Scholastic Book Order when I was a kid. <laughs> was it illustrated? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. Quentin Blake. It was great. All right. Um, no, so anyways, what happens next in this movie? Uh, Piggy yells, my purse, that does it. And, like, having her purse stolen sends Piggy into a rage that does not cease until this right this wrong has been righted. Um, she walks over to a man sitting on a park bench. We only see the man's back in this scene. We have no idea who it, who, who it may be. Nope. If it might be a famous celebrity, we have no idea. Um, but she says, excuse me, may I borrow those a moment? <laughs> <laughs> and it's that laugh at the end that just that I love so much. It's like Piggy yeah. trying to be demure, right? Right. I think it's also interesting that we don't see what the guy has. Like he's doing something with his hands, like kind of leaned over sitting on that bench, but we don't actually know right away what Piggy is asking to borrow. It could be anything. Oh no. I beg to differ. In 1984, we knew exactly what she was doing as she was leaned over with that outfit on. We (laughs) may recognized his back (laughs) and known precisely because it was so popular and so rampant and the rollerblade thing was just such a phenomenon. It was, I should have looked that up and had some amazing statistics to share. That's probably true. I mean, I guess it it wasn't roller, probably wasn't roller blades. Yeah. It was just the roller skates, Uh, right? I I feel like roller blades were from the nineties. I think we're having the crossover moment mid eighties. I, 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 yeah, this may be when they were starting to emerge. Yeah, yeah. and actually, I didn't think to write this down or look anything up, but there's still like a sort of uh, 
culture of these these uh, just like the, these folks who meet up in Central Park and just roller skate around and like roller skate to music and all this stuff, which is very cool. You can still see them today or today when there is not a pandemic. What seems like synchronized like sport roller? Yeah, some, like just I mean I think they're just doing it for fun, but yeah, just like basically a, like a roller skating party in Central Park. So as a kid, right in the eighties. When I think of rollerblading or roller skating, and I had roller skates, certainly, um, as a kid, but you think of that Three's Company, you know, where they're like roller skating along the be- the um, <laughs> you know, the beach there. Yeah. And, and so when it hit on the, in New York as like a fitness thing, it was just, it was huge. It really was huge. Yeah, I know exactly what she was borrowing. Oh sure, and yeah, that probably does explain the presence of the roller skates in this movie. Yeah, you wouldn't know that watching it later. Like that's one of those things that um, there's an interesting movie thing. Like Anthony, I think about this all the time um, because you are such an aficionado of the old timey, you know, in the 30s and 40s, and I love that, and I love your deep knowledge of it. But then, like, as much as we have that, like, we don't know what it was like to be alive then. You know, like, right, some right. people will watch and be like, oh, well, of course I knew what was in that blah, blah, blah. You have no <laughs> idea what it was like in the da, 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 da. <laughs> Right. Right. Well, that's like, I, I always think about at the end of, I think it's Falling Hair, the Bugs Bunny cartoon, where he's in an airplane with a gremlin. And then the airplane runs out of gas right before it hits the ground. And Bugs says, you know how yeah, it is, is with, with these, these A cards. cards. Yeah. Wait, what does he say? You know how it is with these A cards and points at the window, which like I think is something about gas rationing. I think so. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. But, right. but like I've never, I've never actually bothered to look it up. And also like, I can imagine it was such a big laugh in the theater in 1943. Right. Right? There's actually a lot of that stuff in Looney Tunes, most of which we might not even realize is a current pop culture reference. Like, is it, is the one, is it called high diving hair when Yosemite Sam makes him jump off a, a diving board into a diving board? Yep. Yeah. There's one, there's a moment in that where like there's a door on the diving board and Yosemite Sam is pounding on the door and he says, open the door, open the door. And then he turns to the camera and says, you'll notice I didn't say Richard, <laughs> which is a reference to a popular song of the day, but it just comes across as a non sequitur now. But which also I thought was hilarious as a kid because my uncle's name is Richard. Oh. So I just thought it was like my uncle Richard Fisher, right? It's a reference to your uncle. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's a real character. You know? uh, I, I just want to say, because somebody will say this in the comments if we don't, Jess earlier, just a minute ago, was singing the Three's Company theme song. Of course, that was written by uh, Sesame Street composer and Great Muppet Caper composer Joe Raposo. <laughs> That's right. I did that on purpose. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, getting back to this one. Um, what else? Okay, so then we see Piggy stamping her beskated feet. So now we do know for sure, even if it's not 1984, we know for sure that she has skates on, and she stamps her feet on the ground, and then she makes angry eyes, which I love any time that they have to put special eyes on the Piggy puppet to make her angry. Like, it's so funny. You think terrifying? I think cool. Oh my gosh, yes. In fact, well, 
you know, Peggy's not my favorite. Sorry, fans. <laughs> no, I do. That's actually, it's funny. I actually, when me and Ryan were talking about this, I said, we should get Jess. Noted Piggy hater Jess. Yeah, why did you do that I'm like, this is nothing but Piggy. I wanted, your, I wanted your perspective. Your unique okay. perspective. Well, let me roll it back just a minute. So I'm having a relevatory moment, actually, with you guys. This might be self-actualization. You know, we say wow. the things that um, we are repelled from often are things that remind us of ourselves, correct? Yes. I think so. <laughs> so there's a moment here where Piggy's like, eh, eh, excuse me, may I borrow those? And what you used it, did you say coquette? Like she's like trying to be sweet, right? Yeah. Like, to get the damn rollerblades. <laughs> and it so um, closely mimics something that Jessica Jeffries... <laughs> That was my name at the time as a girl might have, because I, you know, if you want something, you want it. And so if you have to be sweet to get it, sometimes you just have to suck it up. And so Piggy and I are very alike in that way. Mm. Yeah. Nice. This is huge. I'm so excited. I was here for this. Well, this podcast yeah. is all about uh, self-actualization yeah. or whatever you just said. So. <laughs> what was that? It's maybe not flattering to admit that, but. No, Piggy's great. So he is a I great character. Yeah. She did get the damn rollerblades. But anyway, back to your question. She <laughs> turns around and the eyes. And as a kid watching this, and the th- I didn't care for her. And so I was like, oh, here we go. Right? And then I have more thoughts on this when we get further on. I don't want to ruin the <laughs> Well, she had had angry eyes before in the Muppet movie when she beats up Doc Hopper's goon. So this is a No, he's every- different. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, not, they're not the same. They're not the they're same not angry eyes. I mean, the piggy puppet had been redesigned by this point. So, yeah, these are these different are inferior angry eyes. Oh. Yeah, I, I can see it. Yeah. They um, look like slapped on. Actually. Oh, do you think so? Yeah. Hmm. I didn't think they were great. I didn't you think they were great angry eyes. They looked a little too c- um, comic book-ish. You know, she's already behaving outlandishly. And now yeah, we have, yeah. you know... Huh. <laughs> I should probably say those things instead of just verbalizing it. But you yeah, know. You, sound, you sounded like Joe Pesci in Home Alone. <laughs> oh God, that doesn't sound flattering. <laughs> you just not my night. No, no, you know, like the parts where he's just like, he said it again. Not flattering. Uh, should, no, we, it is. should we have a contest where people Photoshop different angry eyes onto Piggy's head in the scene? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> That'd be fun. That'd be fun. So fun. Um all right. <laughs> so, anyways, then then as I mentioned, now we're for a long time we're gonna just watch like back and forth between the mugger running and Miss Piggy chasing him. Um, so I couldn't find the name of Miss Piggy's stunt performer here. Um, Ryan, you said you did a little more research into uh, it. The name? Yeah. So, right. So when we see Piggy from a distance and she's full body roller skating, that is uh, a stunt double, much like the motorcycle riding Piggy and the high diving Piggy and Great Muppet Caper. Um, Although I'll say this, I think that this Piggy is more convincing than the motorcycle. Like it looks, she seems to be yes. closer to Piggy's actual height than the, the motorcycle rider looked like she was five foot eight. Like, <laughs> yeah. I agree. Uh, so, yeah, three. How tall is she? How tall do you think she is? Well, three women are credited as Piggy stunt doubles. It actually comes pretty far down in the end credits of this movie, but their names are Krista Tomasulo, Cheryl Blackman, and Denise Lucademo or Lucadamo. I don't know. 
Uh, and in my research for this season of the podcast, I found a newspaper article about Cheryl Blackman. This was written by Patty Sewell for the Gannett News Service. It was published, among other newspapers, it was published in the Honolulu Star Bulletin on August 22nd, 1983. So that's while they were still filming. That's almost a year before the movie came out. Um, Cheryl Blackman did most of the roller skating, from what it sounds like, that's what she was hired for. She was 20 years old at the time. She was four feet, four inches tall. Okay. And yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. Yeah. And it says she beat out 100 other people for the role. Uh, in the article, her mom says that they first heard about this from an actor friend who was a member of the Little People of America organization. It basically just told them that there's some filmmakers holding auditions for short, strong skaters. And she went to the audition not knowing what project it was, actually, not knowing that she was going to be Miss Piggy. So that's, I, I mean, I can only imagine, like, okay, yeah, you're a great skater. We want you to be Miss Piggy. So uh, it also said that she and her family were given a suite in the Mayflower Hotel on Central Park West during filming. That's pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, and her mom also recalled a close call during the filming of this of the sequence. She said... For one stunt, she had to skate at top speed through some trained pigeons. The pigeons were to scatter as she came through. Take one was fine. Take two, fine. Take three, and a couple of the birds couldn't get out of the way in time, and I guess she tripped on them. Cheryl flew. She landed on her face. The rubber snout was smashed in, but she wasn't hurt badly. So it's, it's a good thing that she was wearing a, a pig head, I guess, because it could have been a lot worse when she tripped and fell that way. So yeah, that's Cheryl Blackman. So my guess is that she did most of the the roller skating and then maybe those other two women did some of the other stuff like when she actually jumps off the rock at the end of this clip. Right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's what I found. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Interesting. It doesn't sound too good for the birds either to have somebody skate over them. Well they were supposed to get out of the way. <laughs> But no, it never actually really occurred to me. I mean, I guess those weren't just pigeons who happened to be in Central Park, but watching the movie, I've never really thought, oh yeah, they're you know, these must be specially trained pigeons that they brought in yeah. and taught them to get out of the way at a certain moment. That never would have occurred to me either, actually. Yeah, right. That's kind really of really interesting. So that shows the level of of, you know, th- that really shows a, a level that I never actually considered. Yeah. Right. Well, and I like Several times we see, like, we see an over-the-shoulder shot of the mugger with Piggy coming after him. We see a shot through his legs of Piggy coming after him. So they clearly were, like, like filming this in unison, at least at some points. You know, like, um, syncing up her skating with the mugger. Run- like, at some oh, yeah, time, yeah, yeah. they're in the same yeah. shot. Which, yeah. like, that must have taken some, some wrangling, I think, yeah. to make sure that, like, she looks good in comparison with where they're filming from in front of him and stuff. Yeah. You know? And I get like, she's sort of in the background, kind of out of focus. Maybe we don't think too much about the fact that it's not the normal piggy puppet while he's in the foreground. Right. right. But I mean, like in real life, like this person is wearing a head and also has to keep a certain distance behind this guy. Right. You know, and like that can't have been easy. Like, no. That, and I don't know how easily been... she could see out of that head. Right. Right. So, uh, well, and, and as you mentioned with the stunt, uh, the, you know, the mugger, he went through like t- 
trees and, you know, through the bushes, went off the path several times. And that part looked kind of painful to me. Like, I, that's why you need a trained stunt person to, it wasn't just like running up and down the paths. It was actual brush. Yeah, right. Well, and then, and then Piggy takes off after him into it, too, we should mention. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So that's I'm saying, to my point, to your point precisely, this young performer really went above and beyond the normal skating assignment it's uh, to do this. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's possible that some of those like kind of zooming through the bushes, maybe that was one of the other two stunt doubles and then they cut back, but still, yeah, like it's right, whoever it was, very yeah. physically demanding. And yeah, yeah right. the stunt, right. like this works. I, I, I like this as an action scene actually like yeah, it, that, the mugger is jumping downstairs and like, you know, jumping into puddles and stuff. It's, it works really well. It does well, and even even some of the like puppetry, you know, because obviously we see Piggy in close up fairly often. Yeah. Um, at which point she's a puppet, obviously. But there's one scene, one shot here where she's like, like furiously bouncing down a set of stairs, which obviously like there's no skates, like you know it's just the Piggy puppet, but also like Frank Oz is is bouncing down the stairs, like she's she's clearly at like. She's not at Frank. She's she's not above Frank Oz's head with him standing up, right? She's on right. a like an actual Central Park set of stairs. Frank Oz must be like laying down or crouched or something to get Piggy at that level. Yeah, that's interesting. Something is happening to create the effect of bouncing down the stairs. Where like, yeah, is he is he just like lying on a platform and some some crew members are just like hopping down the stairs? Yeah, I don't know. That would be that would be interesting to find out. Right. But yeah, but it's so it's like stuff like that that you would never think of while just watching the movie because right. it just seems like something that a person would do. But Piggy can't do it. Like they, right, right. they have to they have to make it look like she can do it, yeah. you know? Well, another note I have is uh in 2020 Frank Oz did a live video event with the Museum of the Moving Image that we've mentioned a couple times before. He said that this sequence was the first time he ever used a steady cam as a director which is basically like a device that allows the camera to get a smooth shot, even if it's kind of bumping and jostling around. He said he thought it was also the first time the Muppets had ever used a Steadicam ever in anything, which makes sense because this is only their second feature film. It's their third feature film. Uh, third feature film. Thank you. <laughs> but um, yeah, it looks really good. And it, I was thinking, has Frank Oz ever directed any other chase scenes? I bet there's something in the score. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that, that movie is about a, like a like a a jewel heist, right? Not really an action yeah. movie, but a heist movie. So yeah, probably I should go watch the score again. Is yeah, now? I'm, oh, I was going to say, is now a good time for me to talk about Central Park? <laughs> sure, by all means. <laughs> so, um, you know, Central Park's that like icon, um, magical land that I just didn't know what it possibly could look like. And then we see this movie. I'd never been there. And I see this movie and I'm like, oh my gosh, look at this park. Like the stairs alone, not just one set of stairs, but multiple sets of stairs, this and that. So I thought this is just movie magic. And what kind of park could really be like this in the middle of a city, right? <laughs> Fast forward. You've both been to Central Park now, yeah. as have I. Mm -hmm. And 
sure there are stairs there and i remember that being one of my first things when i saw the stairs in central park like oh (laughs) it was like a a deja vu moment (laughs) back to the movie theater when i was like laughing to myself what kind of park could this be i know that sounds very country bumpkin no i love that with all the like the zoo and the huge open spaces and everything you were most excited about the stairs that's fantastic yeah what kind of park has stairs in it (laughs) it's it's so funny (laughs) it is funny i grew up in central pennsylvania folks i don't know if that (laughs) it plays into that or not (laughs) well it's not i mean it's like you know i'm from a very small town also in north dakota as you know a very small town and i mean i don't live there now i live in i live in the twin cities as listeners might recall but um when i went to central park it was i don't know Seven years, it was 2013. And I got to be honest, I was not at all impressed by Central Park. Oh, no. Like, it was just like, oh, this is just a park. The city is impressed with itself for having a giant park. Well, it's impressed impressed by maintaining a giant green park in the middle of a city full of skyscrapers and garbage. Yeah, no, you're right. No, whatever. Fine. Central Park's beautiful. Who cares? (laughs) But my point is, like, you're from North Dakota. And like all you have is flat land as far as the eye can see. Oh, I got you. Go to Central Park and it's like, oh, okay. They didn't put buildings here. Good on you. Great job, everyone. (laughs) Great job on keeping a space without buildings, you know? But very, I, I, so from your perspective, so that's, it's, that's funny. Well, then I'm too, I'm thinking, no, I guess this is before the Central Park um, five, right? That was like five years later. Yeah, I wanted. Yeah, that would have right. been, been late eighties. Yeah, maybe. Right. Well, you were talking about crime. That is something that, like, you knew, like, oh gosh, you know, New York. It's it's dangerous. It's a dangerous. Oh, yeah, Central Park at night for sure was a place to avoid. I mean, I don't want to get too much into the Central Park Five case. If people uh, want to read about it, they can they can look it up and they should look it up. But uh, of course, yeah, it was it was not. Say like really probably any park in Manhattan it was not safe to go into at night in the eighties. I'm just saying like that that the ominous Central Park imagery, which then later did play into, which I don't want to break into that topic either. It was like dead set in mind. Like Central yeah. Park was kind of it, like a mugger in da- in Central Park robbing her in the middle of the day. I mean that's grabby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right um and so it's like a little like shocking too yeah yeah in this in this muppet movie well, oh and, but like like we've talked about this is it's it's like another sign that this is the most grounded and down-to-earth muppet movie agree uh, yeah right? true. because like, like in the muppet movie like doc hopper hires a, a frog killer who dresses in all black right. you know and and in the great muppet caper like Something Charles, really Charles Durning has a has a computer de- Charles Durning. Charles Groden has a computer deprogrammer. That so he can steal a diamond that's shaped like a baseball. <laughs> right. It's a diamond that's shaped like a baseball and is in a, a baseball mitt. Right. And in this one, it's just like, yeah, Piggy just gets mugged while she's out at the park. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like um, but but anyways, so so as we talked about, um the muggers running away. Kermit and Jenny, we should mention, we haven't mentioned Kermit and Jenny. Who are only in two brief shots in this scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mugger runs past them. 
and then they notice Piggy, and Kermit says, "Piggy," and then and then they head out after her. That, that's really all they do. They do a quick sort of little tiny comedy take to each other. They just kind of whip their faces toward each other, and then like right, Piggy. right, right, yeah. right, right. But so um, the pigger cuts through the woods, as Jess mentioned, and then we get this weird close up of the mugger slamming Piggy's purse against a tree. I'm not sure why we need a close up of that. I don't so know. I, I think it's it just like, part of the like, like let's cut, cut to things, cut yeah, fast cuts action yeah, scene. I guess so. Um, but then so he's like finally having escaped his pursuer. He stops in front of a cliff. He's like breathing heavily. He's all sweaty. He's very sweaty. And then and then he starts pulling things out of Piggy's purse. And what do those things include? A high heeled shoe, a blow dryer, a map of the city, and a letter. Some underwear, I think. Yes, it looks like underwear. And a hacksaw. <laughs> right. It's the it's like the Mary Poppins trick where you're pulling something way too big out of a right. small bag. Tiny purse. And like it's well, that's another thing that's like pretty subtle is like I feel like this joke isn't that funny until we get to the hacksaw. And then it's great. It's yeah, mm. it's not funny at all until he gets the hacksaw if you even get that when you're thirteen. And when I gotta look at that purse with all that crap in it, I was like, I can't believe she chased after him for that. <laughs> it was but, annoying to me. Yeah, it's a good point though because <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it is already the bag is already too small to fit the shoes and the hair dryer. But yeah, you're right. It doesn't really register until he pulls that long hacksaw out of that little bag. Well, because right. also shoes and a hair dryer something like, okay, maybe the pig would have that on her. But then right. the she needs to saw... she needs to dry her hair at work. She has yeah. to maintain that perm. She's right, yeah. Very, and that's very 80s, too. Like, ladies, satin ladies fanny pack purse with all that, like, hair care stuff in it. Yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, this rock, I, I want to say, I have... Every time I'm in Central Park, I look around in the hopes of locating this rock. I, I know uh, our friend Johannes and I have, have both done this. Um, it's just a rock, though. It's going to be pretty hard to find. I have no idea where it is. I did click through a page about Central Park rocks on the Central Park Conservancy website. It did I love, not, it. I love yeah, that. It did not give me any clues as to where this one might be located, but it did tell me that the bedrock found throughout New York City ranges in age from 190 million to 1.1 billion years old. And many of the outcrops you see in Central Park were shaped by ice. So that's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. It does look like an ice ice sediment. And just think yeah, that I in a second, Piggy is going to jump off a 1 billion year old rock. Yes. And then... <laughs> and indeed, thank you, Ryan. That's what happens. Um, he did not escape because Piggy jumps off a cliff and lands on his head, which is great. And like as a kid, I, it was like such a like fist in the air moment, right? <laughs> it, maybe not for Jess. Jess was like, he deserves that purse more than Piggy does. A hundred percent. Give it up, girl. But um, but anyways, so she lands right on top, and then a cop comes over and helps her off and asks what's going on. And the mugger says, she stole my purse. <laughs> Which is like, I don't know, it's like kind of a joke. It's, it's cute. I think I think he really sells it, though. It's like, she stole, she stole my purse. It's it's funny, the way he does mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I do like his delivery. Uh, so I have a totally different reaction to that. <clears throat> Tell me. Um... It's a little bit of like of a homophobe thing. Do you think so? Hmm. Yeah, 
Boys didn't carry purses in 1984. Okay, no, I know, but he's just like... I know. just like him like saying something dumb to try to get out of getting arrested. To try to right? shake the cop like, off. Yeah, agree. I don't, but think, I don't think that he thinks the cop is going to be like, oh, Icky, a man who carries a purse. Like, right? No, I didn't mean it that way, but I don't know. When he says, like, oh, my, I don't know. <laughs> that That's never occurred to me. Sure. Huh. Um. Anyways, what is perfect to me is that Piggy then yells, that'll teach you to mess with a lady. Understand? Which yeah. Is, which is like such a good Piggy line, I think. <laughs> She's no lady. Oh, <laughs> she is in her heart. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess. We all are in our hearts. <laughs> uh, yeah, is, is that right? Yeah. Um, so anyways, then we're, we're just about to the end here, but then two women help Piggy pick up the things in her purse. And I want to clear up a misconception that has plagued the internet as long as it's existed. Um, I looked today and IMDb still credits both Kathy Mullen and Karen Prell oh. as, as helpful woman in park. And neither of these women are Kathy Mullen or Karen Prell. No. Like, like I can kind of see the similarities. Like, like one has brown hair that is kind of like Kathy Mullen's hair. And the other one has like shoulder length black hair, which Karen Prell had like in the Muppet show days. Huh. But and, and and certainly, I love the idea that this would be Kathy Mullen and Karen Prell doing a cameo. Like, I, I wish that was the case, but it just isn't the case. This is not either of them. No, I remember seeing speculation about that, like maybe on the Muppet Central Forum 20 years ago, where, you know, as fans, we get excited about things. And it's like, oh, here's two women with dark hair and Kathy Mullen and Karen Prell are also two women with dark hair. And they worked on this movie. Therefore, it would be so cool if it was them. But uh, yeah, no, I didn't know it was on IMDb. I wonder how how hard it would be to get them to remove that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and actually, okay, hold off just a second. I want to hear. I think it would be hard to get them to remove it. Yeah. Well, you you can like submit requests though. I mean, any any user can submit like suggestions. You know. But yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at the website at IMDb now, and Kathy Mullen. Here, hold, hold, let me scroll down. Kathy Mullen is credited as Jill the Frog slash Chicken slash Helpful Woman in Park. And Karen Prell is credited as Yolanda the Rat slash Frank the Dog slash Helpful Woman in Park. Hmm. So that is a lie. That is that is a falsehood. And IMDb should remove it. So you're right. We should get on that. Does IMDb also still credit Jim Henson as one of the construction workers in Ernest Goes to Camp? Let's see. Let's see. I'm looking. <laughs> Which because the guy just has a beard. He right? is like, not. Yeah, I think it's just like oh, there's a guy with a beard in the 80s. Therefore, <laughs> it must be Jim Henson. Must be Jim Henson, the only bearded man <laughs> um, in town. Yes. At that, and by town I mean whatever camp Ernest goes to. Hollywood. Campus. You mean Hollywood? <laughs> yes. Um, you know, did Jim Varney ever work with the Muppets? He never did, right? I don't think he did. And it's, I wish, I wish he had. I, I liked that guy. Yeah. I liked Ernest. Yeah, me too. And it would have been fun. And he also seems like somebody who would have turned up on Sesame Street. Jess is shaking like, her head as if she does not agree that Ernest is fun. I'm not into him. No. But I, but I think that might be the age difference. Like, oh. Ryan and I were both kids during like yeah. the golden age of, of Ernest. Like, we were like, I hated little, him them as well. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're you like you were you were a teen and we were little kids. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Like, 
It's also like, just not my like. Um, that's not my like. I don't like Jim Carrey much either. Sure, like, I, sure. Those big those big caricature characters sure. always kind of turn me off a little bit. Yeah, I don't know why. All right, Let's not see. to your point, but hey, can I go back to something? Of course. So regarding the purse statement, I think what makes me have that reaction is mm-hmm. here we have a man who's the mugger who steals something from a woman who's the piggy who's the piggy the piggy she pursues him in what many would perceive to be an aggressive manly fashion right Uh. and fails and then his response is oh she stole my purse like he's taking the uh feminine yes and Uh. then it's underscored by her saying, that'll teach you to treat a lady, blah, blah, blah. Do you see what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Sure. You know, I, yeah, I can yeah, see, I, it. I, I know, I, see it. I see what you mean, for sure. So, and I don't think it was like malicious or anything, but there again is an interplay. It was much more in the times. Piggies, when Piggy acted like that and pulled the bars apart, and I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not like a piggy aficionado or, or expert or anything, <laughs> but that's like part of her thing is she has this feminine, you know, quality. She's this feminine pig, but then she has this aggressive, for lack of a better term, masculine energy sure. that is a yeah. pure dichotomy of her as pig. I mean, hello. Oh, no, I know exactly. Yeah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, that that is that is essential to Piggy's character. Yeah, it, the the aggressiveness, it, and then like, but what she really wants is to be this very feminine, glamorous yeah. movie star. So it's yeah. this whole thing that's wrapped up in that. And, and I don't want to derail. We're coming nearing the end of these minutes, of course. But in case people want to think about this in their own free time, yeah, definitely, we love derailing. Um, that 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 is part of the uh, um, historical attraction of certain um, groups that were, you know, feel empowered by Piggy, you know, certain gay men, for example, I don't mean to categorize or make um, stereotypes, but there were, are certain um, under um, maybe empowered groups that feel empowered through piggy that historically have felt empowered through piggy more so in the eighties. And when she was in her heyday expressing those things that now are so commonly expressed in pop culture that you it's, it's not um, it's me bringing it up is like a a reminder of something that's slipped past now, almost Mm. like there's 20 years progress when it comes to certain thinking and social lines. So I, I just wanted to clarify that. That's, I think, why I had that reaction to that, because it's so typified, like, a difference in the way we characterize things in pop culture from then and now. Yeah. Oh, no, totally. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a really interesting. That's a really Thanks interesting perspective. Yeah. So, so actually, Jess, I'm going to ask you another question, because like you mentioned, that's the end of these minutes. Yes. Um, so, well, actually, Ryan, did you have anything else you wanted to say? Uh, before we, before we, move I believe I do. Let me see. Well, I wanted to. Uh, I, so I was looking. I, I paused it at the moment when the mugger looks up to see Piggy uh, flying at her. It looks like there's more stuff on the ground, like maybe more stuff that he pulled out of her purse. I couldn't really make out most of it, but it looked like oh. it looked like uh, her gloves and maybe a magazine and something that looked like 
possibly like, it kind of looked like an oxygen mask from an airplane. That's probably not what it was. But I wonder if they shot more of him pulling weird things out of her purse and then they just cut it because it was getting to be too much. Yeah, that's, oh. that's probable. Oh, I presumed that they purposely splayed all that stuff out there just to bring that joke like to its final shore, you know, in case you still didn't get it after you pulled the hacksaw out. Like when you pulled, <laughs> like, oh my God, look at all that stuff. Yes, there's so her. much stuff in her purse. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. Uh, also the, the cop here is played by a, a guy named Joe Jamrog. He doesn't have a lot of credits out there. So I, I'm guessing he's probably another one of these New York theater actors who appeared in this movie, but his credits that are on IMDb include uh, the Fisher King, a few law and order episodes, the movie United 93 and Arthur two on the rocks, which also starred Liza Minnelli, who we just saw a few minutes ago. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, also, finally, in the March 7th, 1983 draft of the screenplay, there's an even crazier stunt here. So I'm just going to read this excerpt. It says, The thief is still running. Piggy sees a construction area ahead of her. There is a corrugated steel pipe about four feet high and 15 feet long. The end furthest from Piggy is being lifted 10 feet off the ground by a crane. The thief runs around it. Piggy skates right into the end that is still on the ground, and she comes flying out in an arch from the other end, flying about 10 feet in the air, screaming all the way and landing on the thief. So that would have been spectacular to see, but they probably figured that was like past the limit of too dangerous for the stunt doubles. Yeah, that's wild. It's kind of like something out of a cartoon, just like a crane is picking up the pipe and Piggy just sails through it and flies 10 feet in the air. So it would have been right. fun to see. Yeah. But... She's too much. <laughs> <laughs> but she could have been even more. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so just what we what, what we like to ask our, our guests is, do you remember the first time you saw this movie? Where would you rank it among the Muppet movies? I remember the first time I saw it. I saw it in a movie theater in my hometown. And I did not love it. I had, I don't want to do spoiler, but there were certain things that happened later in the movie that I was like, no, I won't say the curse word to make Brian bleep it out later. Way. This is wrong, wrong, wrong. I'm so curious <laughs> what you're talking about. Well, you'll have to wait for me to put it on the forum. <laughs> Everyone has seen this movie. Yeah, you can tell. You can say it. Our listeners want, to, they demand to know. I, I, I'm not into the marriage. Oh, oh sure. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I, get that. I hated that. Yeah. yeah. I hated that. Well, especially, yeah, if you thought, which at the time they sort of wanted people to think, like, this is it, Carmen Piggy are finally getting married for real. Like, especially if you didn't like Piggy, I can see how that would not be also, something you wanted I to mean, see. No, and also, like, I mean, it's not, it just seemed so ugly and mean and twisted. Like, this is not, as a young girl, the true love I looked forward to. Because <laughs> <laughs> she, because she, like, hires a priest and all that. Because she takes yeah, behind his back. utter yeah. manipulation, and I'll be, I'll be candid. Perhaps this touches a trigger point for me, you know, like lies and secrecy. Like the I just, to me, everything about this was just wrong, wrong, wrong. Like who participates in something like this? It's lunatic. (laughs) Not right. No. So I did not care for it. I did not care for it. 
did not. And I wasn't a Muppet Baby fan either, just because of my age. It, that didn't hit my like thing. So that was kind of like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, because you're what about thirteen when this came out? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like into Muppets and went and saw in the theater and everything, but then I was like, well, that's some. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like teenagers do. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, now where would I rank it? It's risen considerably in um, you know, obviously there's nostalgia. A lot of it too. Um, I'll say this: this is one of the beauties of fandom and and um and long-term longevity in Muppet fandom so many of your friends enjoy things and share perspective that your memories become woven with theirs so like you can find enjoyment over productions and movies and things simply because you know that it tickled your friends and so it's it rises significantly when I view it through that lens (laughs) um so and also, too, you know, it's on, it's, you know, you watch it with your children, it's on TV or whatever. And so it's, uh, I think I watched that with the orange cat when I brought uh-huh. <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Well, all right. So it, that I think just about brings us down to the end. Thank you so much for being here, Jess. Always a delight to have you. It's fun. Thanks for having me. <laughs> um, listeners, you can check out toughpigs.com on the internet, Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, we're all over the place. You can email us at movingrightalong at toughpigs.com. Thank you to Stacy Rosen for writing our theme music and to Morgan Davey for designing our logo. You can follow Ryan on Twitter at me, Ryan Rowe. And Jess, where can our listeners find the elusive Jess Evans? Well, on the Tough Pigs forum. On the Tough Pigs <laughs> forum, talking about how much she hates Kermit and Piggy's wedding. And all kinds Just of things. That's my jam. Go to toughpigs.com and click on the link on the left that says forum. And you you almost always comment on the podcast. I do. Yep. I, I love the podcast. <laughs> I'll even listen to my own podcast and comment on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. You always forget to say something. You know, like all of us. Like every time I listen to the show, I'm like, oh, I should have thought of something else. I should have. I shouldn't have talked about Bugs Bunny meeting a gremlin for that long. <laughs> well, and No, I think you should have talked about that longer. <laughs> sometimes I'll listen to it again. Like um, I'll read um, the someone else's comments or perspective and I'll be like, oh, I didn't think of it that way. And so then I, I'll go back and kind of listen to it. That's what is so fun about having something like the podcast because just like the forum, it's the party that never ends. You can always go back there and re-listen to it and re-enjoy it. So thanks Aww, for doing yeah. it, you guys. Thanks. We okay. love you. <laughs> thanks for listening and thanks for coming on. It's it, it really is always a pleasure. You know, you know, like like we've talked about, this is the only time you and I talk like out loud to one another, you know, is like when you come on the show. So it's, it's really fun. It's really fun to talk to you. Well, we saw each other in the big in the big apple. The big apple, that's right. Uh, which was much more fun than going to Central Park. Yes. Well, um, I mean, the Central Park has been a part of the Tough Pigs um, New York City experience for a while because you guys do the uh, the bench tour, right? Yep. Right. Yeah. Which we talked about last week. Um, <laughs> oh, I wasn't here then. Right. Right. No, you'll, you'll hear it in a few weeks. You'll okay. hear it. Um, but yeah, so that was great. I hope I hope I get back there someday. Yeah. I'm going to go back there someday, if you will. Um, Me too. But and then. Uh, all right. We'll see you then. See you then. 2026. 
We'll be there. All right. So, uh, listeners, if you're so inclined, give us a positive review on iTunes and tell all your friends to listen to Moving Right Along. We'll be back next week with another episode. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>